taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O., as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about coming to you live, direct, hearth, studio, Baltimore, fuck is up. I was wondering what else you were going to fill in there. Yeah, no, I I lost where I was there for a sec, so I had to, <laughs> I had to do something, you know, I had to... I had to take my time with that. Uh, oftentimes, and I've been, I, we just had it when we were about to record here. I forgot what I was doing 18 different times, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I might be. Is that like just mental fatigue? Or, uh, what is that? It's either, it's, 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 it's one of two well last night? Huh? How much sleep did you get? I actually didn't get any sleep last night. Mm, I stayed up like four. Um, but it's important. Uh, sleep. That is, <laughs> that is very true, Dr. Phil. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I think is it's one of two things. Either I am just uh, mentally absent. <laughs> and that also sounds like I'm stupid. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a slick way to call somebody stupid. Mentally absent. Damn. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> slick way. Because they're yeah. not going to be smart enough. No, to get it. they won't be, especially if they actually are mentally. Absent. Well, no, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but are you really? Attendance. Um, no, uh, it's e- so it's either that like like. I'm trying to do too many things at the same time. So like I'm forgetting to be present in the moment. So if I'm doing something, I'm not actually concentrating on whatever it is that I'm doing that I'm thinking about three other fucking things, yeah. which you shouldn't do. Um, it's either that or I definitely do have early onset. <laughs> have you ever dementia. heard of the, uh, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's been proven or if it's a theory, but it's like um, if you physically change rooms or like the the process of walking from one room into another, going through a doorway, does have significant impact on memory loss because you're like when you change your environment you change your space mm. you typically forget what it is like wait have you ever like entered a room and you forgot why you were in that room yeah of course all the time i yeah. did it 18 times yeah. when i was sitting that there. is like the changing the environment affects like your ability to recall mm. the thing that you were intending to do yeah. I've always thought that was very interesting like the whole the the theory or the concept behind that yeah i feel like i'm going through a beautiful mind thing shout out to russell crow is that what that movie was about I think I don't know. I watched like half of it. Sounds about right. <laughs> for, the, for the people who haven't seen it, sounds right. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're just going to jump into the shit, man. I'm going to talk about uh, what's going on this week. What's uh, what's going on next week? Uh, and weirdly enough, this uh, this particular episode is actually a little delayed because we have some tech issues. Um, but whatever, you get what the fuck the point is. Um, so uh, some things I'm looking forward to this particular week is uh, Enola Holmes, uh, starring uh, or, or you know uh, Billy Bobby Brown. What's her name? Millie, Millie, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, she plays Eleven on Stranger Things. Uh, she is the uh, title character for the uh, for that. I think it's a movie. I don't think it's a show. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's a movie because yeah. they wouldn't. They wouldn't have Henry Cavill. I don't think Henry, Henry Cavill's doing a show right now. <laughs> a multiple yeah. episode story arc. And I think it would be difficult for her to do a show right now with yeah, she's Stranger, got Stranger Things. things. Yeah, That's yeah. very true. Very true. Um, and speaking of Henry Cavill, uh, some other big news. Cavill's returning as Supes. I need to know Holy what shit. that contract looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, are the terms was... of the contract? Is he, are we talking? Are we talking uh, three standalone? Because so the, the announcement is that Henry Cavill will be returning or reprising the role of yep. superman uh 
in three standalone films or like three additional projects? You know what? I don't know. Uh, what I have the feeling of is is that it's going to be three projects, meaning that he might make you know cameos in, in other films. Like it would be actually pretty awesome to see him uh, versus uh, Shazam. Right. So maybe like yeah. Shazam 2, uh, he can he can jump into or Black Adam, you know, one of those two. Uh, hopefully if Black Adam isn't j- doesn't just stay as a cartoon or whatever the fuck that was that we saw in the teaser for. With The Rock. Yeah. yeah um, just really cool uh, sketches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all you have? Somebody did on the weekend. Um, but uh, I have a feeling that it's, it's just three projects. Um because I don't see, uh, I don't see him coming back for three individual Superman movies. Yeah, that, just, that seems that's a huge, yeah, uh, that's a tall order. That could happen over the course. And of also, the next, I like, don't, you know, seven eight years. They were they were already a little, you know, skittish on having him come back anyways. So yeah. you know, one would think that they wouldn't have him for three individual uh, Superman movies. But that better be a guaranteed contract. He better yeah. not have signed that shit without the money up front <laughs> yeah i need to check the called, clear before i even join who's the, uh, the waiting room in the zoom conference <laughs> yeah, who's the, i'm not even jo- i'm not even clicking the link to join the zoom conference <laughs> until the check clears who's the um who's the agent for all the uh the athletes uh, uh, like, uh rosenberg rosenberg yeah, or yeah. some shit like that yeah yeah he need to get him on the case he'll, he'll need that bank of cash. america notification like <laughs> okay oh, we're good <laughs> i'll join proceed uh so i'm, I'm looking uh, you know i'm really excited about that because i i honestly don't know why they were kind of wishy-washy about him anyways it wasn't his fault that the uh dceu sucked uh that just sucked all by itself yeah. uh it you know it didn't uh he was definitely the best thing he, i mean i think he's like the best superman to play that role in, of course in yeah quite a long time hands down yeah um so uh then also in other news uh we we hear that uh, tatiana Maslany uh is uh, uh, is now signed on to star in the uh, the She-Hawk series mm-hmm. um, for for Marvel. I'm excited about that. Uh, I think she's done a lot of uh, great things. I know she she uh, she was the I guess the the main character in Orphan Black. Um, not Orange is the New Black. Like I keep we did get that wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When we said when we I, 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 last what time. is Orphan Black anyway? <laughs> uh, it's is I like a, you know what honestly a I scary knew- show. Uh, I don't think no, it's not a scary. Sh- well, for you it might be. I don't know. You get scared. Yeah, very like easily, like the so. what is that show on FX? Like American Horror Story. I don't know which one. Sounds that like is. that. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of those shows. Um, you uh, no, I don't. I don't think it's not a. It's not a. I think it's like more of like a thriller. Uh, she plays like multiple. She plays. Uh, she obviously is one person playing mm-hmm. multiple roles. Like she plays like I guess I don't know if it's twins or like duplicates i don't know what the fuck it is i i honestly I, i've never actually what watched is that what show. do you know what uh network that show is on uh like that's actually a good question i don't Probably hulu. is it um sounds like hulu is it bbc i want to say actually because mm. i you yeah, know they all have accents on the show when we talked about this the other day she yeah. got uh news came out that she's going to be uh stepping into the role as she hulk to be yeah. honest i'm like <clears throat> underwhelmed by it i don't really know who she is you know i've what? never really seen any of her work when you have so, really great news that you can't wait to tell the world you know what it's going to be met with uh, really wasn't excited about it uh, <laughs> underwhelming not excited uh, that, that would be terrible <laughs> the biggest thing that ever happened to me someone's like yeah not really excited uh, yeah. but like so I, I i wanted to go and check out some of the work that she's done so i could see yeah. like you know what she brings to this table, what she could bring to this particular character. I don't know much about her. So for me, it's underwhelming because, uh, you know, this is not like a, any, it's not one of the fan favorites that was 
thrown around out there. It's not like an actress I'm familiar with, but yeah. similar, similar with like Mark Ruffalo, right? We knew Mark Ruffalo was a great actor before he'd stepped into the Hulk character. And this is less about looking the part, more so having the acting ability to play the character and then the uh, CGI will take care of the rest. So yeah. I'm going to do my best to look for some of the work that she's done, watch a movie, check out a show or something like that, and then pass further judgment yeah i i just always remember her from parks and rec she had like a like two or three episode arc on uh parks and rec and i i loved her on that uh her and um her and uh aziz Ansari uh had a little story up in there so so i've always appreciated her from that but uh in any events uh that is happening and then also i'm looking forward to this week uh antebellum i want to check that out mm. i want to see what the uh I've heard mixed, very mixed reviews on uh, Antebellum. And I haven't heard like detailed reviews, but I've heard that some people didn't take a liking to it, that it was maybe too visceral for them. It was too, uh, too in your face. So I want to see what the, uh, what the noise is all about. Of course, that's the, uh, the film starring uh, Janelle Monet uh, about a woman who, uh, who lives in present time, but somehow is transported back to uh, slavery times. Uh, wouldn't that Worst be a rude nightmare. way? Yeah, I know. Yikes. That would be a rude Listen, way to wake up. <laughs> I don't want to go back any further than like last month. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far back in time as I want to go. We don't have those yeah. luxuries to be able to, oh, I would love to go back to the 1700s. No, no, no. That was yeah. a bad time. The, the furthest I want to go back is uh, my most embarrassing moments uh, in life. Nothing further. Yeah. Uh, uh, Here's how far I would go back. I remember this is like my freshman year in college. I uh, opened up this Best Buy credit card. I would go mm. back to that moment <laughs> and tell that fucking lady who convinced me to sign up. Like, lady, Eat no, this shit. is gonna be, <laughs> this is gonna ruin my credit <laughs> for years to come. I will still be I paying still, interest still, on this. I still think about that lady when I look. Looked at my credit score, but so recently. Now it's finally in a good place. Yeah. But for that lady has scarred me for life. She's off in Cancun, yeah. just chilling. She's yeah. fucking. She probably <laughs> worked for like the credit card company. I bet she owned stock. Probably. And that credit card. I would have to name. assume. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bet her name was like Susan. It yeah. Was Susan. Wasn't it Susan? Might have been Susan. I, I don't know. Susan. She sounds like a Susan. Fucking uh, Susan. Yeah. God damn it, Susan. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's this week. Uh, next week. Uh, let's uh, move on to that and jump into our first uh, story here. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of news, you know, about, you know, people playing certain characters and this and that. And we find it all very entertaining because it's in fucking pandemic times. Right. So uh, so we'll take anything we fucking get. Right. Uh, the one thing everybody's clearly been looking forward to, uh, especially in these pandemic times, uh as, as far as, you know, uh, something new for TV is, uh, of course, The Mandalorian. Everybody went crazy when this first dropped on uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Uh, you know, it was like the one big show that Disney uh, TV Plus had. And, you know, it was a shame that they never followed it up with literally anything else. Right. Like, you know, it'd been great if they had something to. Yeah. To the show on the back end. One trick pony. That's all yeah. they had. All they had was uh was Beyonce's um uh, uh Blackest King. Blackest King. There you go. Uh that's really all they had. Uh but nothing after that. Um but uh but yeah we get this trailer for the Mandalorian season two. 
Uh, so let me give you the quick synopsis. The travels of a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. This, of course, was created by John Favreau, and he wrote, uh, uh, I think, all the episodes. Uh, and then along with uh, George Lucas. Uh, and of course, it stars uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, Carl Weathers, uh, Gina Carano, uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito, uh, and is due out October 30th of this year. What did you think of the trailer? So I thought this trailer was what it needed to be, right? Uh, you know, trailers for TV series can and tend to take a different feel. It's more so like storytelling. Hey, like this is what you can expect from this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. uh, this trailer wasn't overly exciting. It wasn't at all underwhelming. It explained to you uh, as much as possible in like the two minutes uh, of the trailer, what this upcoming season is going to look like, what this new journey between the Mandalorian and the child, um, you know, what it's going to look like, uh, what their relationship is currently like, maybe what's some new enemies. I believe they may have introduced a new villain um, or at least someone we can't tell yet whether they're a villain, whether they're friend or foe. But the trailer was appropriate. It showed me everything I needed to see to buy into season two. I'm there. I don't need a second trailer. I didn't need more. I didn't need more. I didn't need less. It was, I'm not going to say perfect because it wasn't like very exciting, but it was exactly what it needed to do. <laughs> kind of shit is that? It wasn't very exciting, but I'm definitely going to yeah, tune I mean, it. like, and I don't think that's what it was meant to be. Uh, I think it was meant to show you like, this is what the story is going to look like. Yeah. And you just have to choose whether or not you're going to follow it. Yeah. This um, is the way. <laughs> yeah i love all like the little sayings that they have in it like that dude who keeps saying uh or any you know uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched but uh he uh he died at the end of season one but he's like uh, i have spoken yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's my shit that's i'm just I gonna end spoken. all of my statements that way <laughs> i have spoken uh and they get punched in the face by my girlfriend <laughs> yeah, fuck oh, you yeah, i don't yeah. give a shit no, she would not like that <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, I thought this trailer kind of just like you were saying, wasn't there wasn't a whole lot here, right? Uh, we didn't get a whole lot with this trailer. It doesn't reveal exactly what's going on, but it it did drop a couple of kind of big, big bombs. Um, one of them, uh, the most stark of which is um, the introduction of Jedi's uh, in yeah. this uh, in this season of uh, The Mandalorian, which uh, is exciting, you know, because, you know, we get to dip into the lore of the Jedi's, which is always interesting when you know when you think about star wars it's always synonymous with you know the 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 tales of uh of jedis so uh i'm definitely looking forward to that and, and kind of the, the the second sort of thing that uh sort of that you were alluding to is like the relationship between the mandalorian and the the child because i wonder what will happen if he actually does have to give the child up right if he's supposed to deliver them because in in the trailer it, said that he was supposed to deliver them to um basically to the jedi you know essentially and uh and so it's going to be interesting to see sort of where he might fall on in terms of like actually wanting to relinquish control because at, at this point it's kind of just like yeah he, he already filed the adoption papers yeah uh you know it, it, they were air mailed so it's like you can't really get him back and he's like look it's done and he's kind of like the dad kid. now so if he yeah. gives it back does he have to pay like child support yeah you know yeah. Uh, and who that, knows that's, how that's that a drag is. every month yeah. you know you don't want to do that no. <laughs> especially if we're talking like intergalactic child support oh come on Oh, you know what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! Knows? We see what Dre has to, yeah. uh, Doctor Dre has to pay in, uh, uh, like alimony. Was yeah, it what like is, a mill? Yo, oh, God. Jesus! This I can has only be like, <laughs> who knows what <laughs> galactical currency they're using anyway? <laughs> Fucking gold, diamonds. What's the exchange rate for that? Fuel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the exchange rate would be insane. <laughs> 
so yeah, uh, like we said, the um, uh, the Mandalorian season two um, uh, is going to uh, premiere October thirtieth of this uh, of this year. Uh, so so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, um, you yeah. know, hopefully they don't make the same mistake. Uh, although we did get news, I think it was either today or yesterday. WandaVision. They're going to be following this up essentially with WandaVision. So I think that's a good pairing. Um, yeah. Kind of uh, two, two good bookends for the uh, the end of the year. So here's um, one of the things I noticed too about like the Disney Plus content that we've seen so far. Yeah. They, they've seemed, they, they've, it seems, I don't know why I couldn't get that out. I had some you tried. There. <laughs> it seems that they've pulled uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because that was supposed to be yeah, I think they the big. I think they officially pushed that back until twenty twenty one. Yeah, fuck. That's the only thing I was really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. division looked good. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that looks great. Yeah, uh, and then, but I don't, I don't think they've actually put a date on it. On Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's I don't just know. Been like I delayed think it's just been delayed definitely. Back, yeah. Um. So so yeah. Anyways, uh, the Mandalorian season two. Looking forward to it. Should be dope. Um, pushing forward here now, you know, we go from one, you know, franchise, you know, in, in star Wars and talking about the Mandalorian and then, you know, who else, you know, is getting some burn right now? Well, let's check in with Anthony Mackie, uh, the Falcon, as we were just talking about, uh, you know, one half of the, uh, the, the Falcon and the winter soldier. Um, he's got some new shit coming up, uh, a movie that nobody can seem to pronounce, even though it looks incredibly simple, uh, syncratic, synchronic, 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 something. Yeah. Yeah. Synchronic seems. Yeah. Right. I, I just, I'm just gonna call uh, it chronic. Right. How about that? Like why Anthony just... <laughs> Mackie's had a resume. Every time he comes out with a movie, I, I tend to go through his movie catalog. Yeah. Right. Should, should I do that? Should I do it? Super quick. Super okay, quick. Only okay. if it's quick. That's, that's, yeah. So he was Papa Doc, right? Then he was like, fuck this rap and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck the, I can't battle Eminem. Just beat me. I'm about to get a job at, you know, the adjustment bureau. Yeah. Or did he join the military? And I think he joined the military before then. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm going to do this like reserve shit. Then he got called up. Yeah. He did that. Uh, Did that. What is that movie called again? The Hurt Locker? He did that Hurt Locker shit. He was like, man, fuck the military. I'm out of here. So he got a job at the Adjustment Bureau. And he was like, yeah. you know what? I'm with this Avengers Initiative. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He got recruited out of there is, is yeah. what I remember. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he doing that Hurt Locker shit. He was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be an Avenger now, right? <laughs> now that, that shit's over. He got fired yeah. from that job. So now well, he he's a paramedic. And then he, he went to school. Fired. He became a paramedic. Good for him. Yeah. No, he still has that job. So The paramedic yeah, yeah. job or no, the no, Avengers no. Initiative? The Avengers. Yeah, he's still there. I, don't know, I think they. Yeah. He does it on the weekends, though. They scaled it back. Oh, we, they, okay. they cut his hours. Yeah, <laughs> but now he's a paramedic, and this is where uh, now we come to uh, to today's date, and we're at synchronic. Synchronic. Yeah, synchronic. You're confusing. Synchronic <laughs> is what we're going with. You got confused. <laughs> All right, let, let's talk about this trailer. Uh, so we got the trailer for Synchronic. Uh, so let me give you the quick synopsis here. Uh, two New Orleans uh, paramedics live uh, lives are ripped apart uh, after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with uh, bizarre otherworldly uh, effects. This uh, this film is directed by uh, Justin Benson as well as Aaron uh, Moorhead uh, and written by Justin Benson uh, and stars uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, uh, Papa Doc himself, um, Jamie Duran. Uh, what, what was his name in Fifty Shades? Uh, Christian Gray, I guess is, yep. was his name. Uh, Katie uh, Asselton, Asselton, something like that. Uh, and Ali Ionides, something like that. All right. Uh, <laughs> 
this film is due out uh, October 23rd uh, of this year. Uh, what did you think about the trailer? So we talked about uh, this trailer for like season two of The Mandalorian, right? Being it, it gave us enough information to buy, choose whether or not you're going to buy into season two or not. And for me, it did that. Again, it wasn't overly exciting. It wasn't underwhelming. Yeah. I think this trailer was done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this film deals with like the movement of time, it feels like. Um, and like how this synthetic drug might affect your perception of time. Mm. Um, the trailer confused you as much as what seems like is uh, Anthony Mackie's experience. Mm-hmm. Like he is trying to figure out how this drug works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in this trailer, the pacing of it, um, how it looks, like the music that they were listening to and, and, and playing it throughout this trailer, it kind of creates that like, that, you know, g- gives you a little bit of like anxiety in, in a way as you're watching this trailer to create that like illusion of you know the whatever he's experiencing when all this drug so i yeah. liked it for that reason yeah uh it was very interesting it remi- you know the, what this movie kind of reminded me of is um the movie uh i don't know if you ever watched a uh, limitless with uh, yeah yeah with, uh, with uh, um, bradley cooper bradley cooper uh where you know basically you you take a drug and then some weird shit starts happening to you um so but this has completely different sort of like sci-fi sort of feel to it uh which is which is really dope i liked a lot of some of the the images that they used right like where they showed basically like anthony mackie like disappearing but like it was like in this weird glitch graphic sort of way Mm -hmm. uh, which i thought was really fucking uh dope um I, i think this is kind of like um I don't know uh, of a lot of the the movies that have, have come out lately. Like we just got done watching Tenet, um, and you know there are a lot of movies that are seem to center around time. And I think you pointed out uh, that out the last time that we uh, we we talked about this. Um, and I think that that's it's interesting, right? That we're in a, we're in a time period where it's like we all wish we were at a, a different time than we are right now. So I think all of these movies are very sort of no pun intended, but timely, uh, you know, in that, in that way. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I, I, and I guess, you know, Anthony Mackie, he's, he's doing a lot of different things, especially in the sci-fi world. Like he, he did, uh, altered carbon, right. Yep. And then, uh, he also did an episode of black mirror, which I'm infinitely curious what you would think of this particular episode that he was in. Very interesting episode that, uh, that, that I think your, 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 uh, thoughts would be, uh, valued on um but uh but he seems to be sort of diving into this this world of uh of, of doing a lot more sort of sci-fi things which i think is cool i think it's it's fucking dope um and he he hasn't yeah i don't think he's missed he hasn't missed too often no, he's you know, got a if, solid if resume he's played a, a variety of different characters and like whenever he takes on a new role he has this ability to like shed the project he just worked on so you don't yep. think of him from his his last film which some actors and actresses don't have that um, like, you know, Chris Evans, right? And he's always going to be Captain America. You know, you know what he's, he's a, or Chris Evans is always going to be to me is uh, the dude from um, Not Another Teen Movie. See, I don't even remember him in that. I do. He's I a quarterback. He's always going to be ca- Captain America from now on. Fair enough. Fair like enough. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is always going to be Iron Man, which is yeah. not a bad thing because those residual checks <laughs> yeah. are going to look Kind of smooth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they'll help um, you through those long winter nights. Yeah, <laughs> but even though we've seen... Uh, Anthony Mackie in a lot of those movies that I just mentioned, uh, you know, he has this ability to take on a new role and like own that project. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. It looks good. Me as well. Me as well. Uh, so again, uh, Synchronic is due out uh, October 23rd of this particular year. 
looking forward to seeing that. Okay. Uh, you know, so we, we get Anthony Mackie and his weird sci-fi, you know, time sort of bending, mind bending film. Uh, another thing that's mind bending is our fucking, uh, uh, is our politics right now, right? Uh, that's another thing that's going to like fuck people up, right? Uh, and what we got this week was a trailer for the Chicago or the trial of the Chicago 7, which actually has to do with uh, some uh, demonstrations that happened back in 1968. So I'll give you the quick synopsis for the film. The story of this uh, uh, of seven people on trial stemming from uh, various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic uh, National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. This uh, film is directed by Aaron Sorkin, as well as written by Sorkin, starring uh, Eddie uh, Redman, uh, Alex Sharp, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, as well as Jeremy Strong, is due out uh, October 16th of this year. And it's, uh, of course, I believe coming out on Netflix. Um, so... So yeah, we, we got this trailer and it and it fits. It's very timely uh, for the moment that we're in because you know, lo and behold, you know we have uh, an election on our hands and we just got done with uh, the uh, both the Democratic as well as the Republican uh, national conventions, albeit in a very different form than we're used to it. In that you know it was all done um, using fucking like Zoom and shit, but <laughs> uh, but uh, but we got it nonetheless. So this is a, this is a very timely trailer and. Uh, you know, it speaks to uh, how these uh, these these seven people. Uh, I don't know much about the story of the the Chicago Seven, but uh, from what I do know, essentially, like you know, they they were essentially uh, picked out and they were given these absurd sentences um, for really nothing. Uh, and and so it, it was uh, obviously a, a big story, which is why, of course, we're getting the uh, the, the trailer as well as the, the movie for it now. Uh, what do you think about the trailer? I thought the trailer was really good. I thought I think the story um, is also really interesting. How these like seven men were essentially used as a what is it? It's not scapegoats. Like they were used as um, kind of like political props. There you go. In a way of like you know if you're going to protest against you know whether and I'm not even sure what they're protesting against. Again, I just don't know uh, that much about this. this story whenever i go to chicago i tend not to be there for political shit for me it's usually either the pizza or the meatballs there you chicago go. has really good food Fair that's enough. why i go to chicago not this shit so they were right. used as like a political prop during this democratic national convention protest uh, they were given like extreme uh punishments uh, extremely harsh punishments or um, uh, time in prison i guess uh, and this is going to follow the story of like how they either represent themselves or the how the Maybe, maybe they fight back against a system that's using them or manipulating them for political reasons. This looks and sounds like a really good story. I think the cast of this movie is probably the most interesting part for me. Uh, so as you said, we've got uh, Eddie Redman, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, so this is going to be, like, we don't, you know, Borat 2 is apparently coming out in 2021. What? Yeah. Why? Gonna be a, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't do need to happen. happen. We should just leave that one on the shelf. So when I think of Sasha Baron Cohen, again, I... Some of those actors have, unfortunately, like they don't shed their last role too much, especially if they play like a really, really big role. So when I, whenever I think of Sasha Baron Cohen, I think of Borat too. So it's going to be really interesting to see him in a project like this. Yeah. Um, we also got Joseph Gordon-Lovett in this film. We've got um, an actor who most people don't know his name, but you're going to be familiar with his face when you see him. Uh, John uh, Carol Lynch, who always plays like his role is always like the racist sheriff. <laughs> Or the dirty politician. He's either one. Yeah. yeah and he then we've a, got um, we've got 
is it Yah? Yeah, Yahya Abdul Mateen II, who we recently saw in Aquaman as like the villain. He played. That you recently s- saw him in Aquaman. I have not watched Aquaman. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what was worse, Aquaman or Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel wasn't the it worst was, thing. It was really okay, bad. Yeah, it was. It was. But bad. fuck, was Aquaman worse? Have you seen Aquaman? Why do my voice? Yeah. We got. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, we got Addy in the studio, uh, just so you guys don't think we're talking to some disembodied yeah. voice. It was. It was pretty bad, mm-hmm. except for what's her face, the uh, uh, the red haired chick, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah. I did enjoy Amber Heard. Johnny Depp did not. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp did not enjoy her at all. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. So we, we see him in uh, Aquaman as well as uh, he he w- played a great role in um, The Watchmen uh, as well. And yep. of course, he's got the upcoming Candyman movie. So he's mm-hmm. hitting on all cylinders right now. He's uh, He apparently can't miss at the yeah, current He's moment. also on the cast for uh, The Matrix 4 and Aquaman. Yeah, I, apparently he's playing, I, I believe he's playing the young Morpheus. Mm. Um. So you know, sorry to Lawrence Fishburne, he will not be getting those residuals for Matrix Four. But <laughs> it, it is interesting that, like, and again, just because uh, he was in the originals doesn't mean he has to be in the he has to be in the Matrix Four, right? I need him to. I, I don't. It's not a Matrix to me if it doesn't have true. Morpheus. But it. if the story doesn't call for him to play a significant role in it, then I, you know, I understand. Yeah. But to your point, like. I just at least one flashback of Morpheus. You just like need something. something. Give, give yeah. him fifteen seconds. Yeah, show him from uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the uh, Spike Lee movie that he was in? More recently, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, no, 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 no. Way back in the day. Uh, damn it! What was the college? Uh, the college movie. Hmm. Damn it! A Spike Lee joint with with Lawrence Fishburne ah. in it. Uh, but anyways, I was gonna say, show us a clip from that. Just show us like a little. I don't know. Maybe somebody watching on YouTube or some shit. You know. Um, and uh, that would suffice. That would that would quench my Lawrence Fishburne uh, Are you appetite. Talking about school days. School days. Yes, that is yep. exactly what I'm talking. There's about. There's no way I was going to pull that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> school days is a fucking dope movie. It's got one of my favorite scenes of all time. I know I'm tremendously getting off topic here. Super but, off topic. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's got one of the scenes where a dude goes up to the uh, the counter and. Uh, you know, the lady helping him is like, oh, you know, what do you want? Original crispy. And she's, he's like, uh, can I get crispy? And she's like, oh, yeah, we don't have crispy. And he's like, and then you just hear him in the background like, well, why would you ask me then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I just Very find that as like question. the funniest like scene. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, of course. Or somebody asked me something and, and then like they say like they don't have it or and you're just like, well, what the fuck are we talking about it for? Like, why why did yeah. you even bring it up? Like, if you don't have that's ever actually happened to me in real life. Yeah. But if it did, I would be upset. Very. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's very upsetting when people ask stupid questions. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> back to the uh, uh, back to the, uh, the the film at hand. I'm lo- very much looking forward to the, the Chicago, uh, the trial of the Chicago seven. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, obviously great director, uh, great writer, too. Uh, he's written a number of uh, really, really great movies, obviously. Uh, and, uh, you know, so so this film again, it has to do with something that I think is, is, is very relevant. Um, you know, apparently the, these, uh, um, the seven were, uh, th- they were, you know, um, charged with inciting riots, uh, and other, you know, things. And I think it was all related to the, the Vietnam war, um, that they were, they're protesting against. Um, and 
it, it's very relevant to everything that's going on right now, you know, as far as people being able to speak up for, you know, the injustices and, and things like that, that are that are happening and uh, that people are waking up and, and seeing right now. And you're hearing all of these crazy stories of people being charged with crazy things. I just heard a story the other day of a woman. She uh, she was just she she was a, she's an activist and she was just chilling in her house. The police just came, ran through her house, you know, scooped her up and charger was like just complete bullshit you know um and they were forced to kind of like let it go at the end of the day but it was just like yeah and it's interesting how that can actually happen right if you're an, if you're a political activist what's the best way for the yeah. police to like you know mute you a little bit right? yeah They're just busting your house they throw a to bunch of bullshit charges yeah. on you uh and then like they keep you in jail for a few days and then hoping like you'll you know stop all your 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 activisms you remove your facebook posts they're trying to intimidate you in whatever way they can and then they'll just drop all the charges and let you go and there's like no repercussions for like their actions no no they're just like oh we're just yeah how impactful do you think a film like this dropping at a time like this is going to be on the election who knows uh you know uh I i think the election uh and everything surrounding it is already entertainment in and of itself so it's kind of like we don't really need much more entertainment on top of that in order to you know uh get riled up uh i think there's just so many things going on nowadays that i think it's tough for stuff like this to like really really like land uh you know and and it it's going to take a movement from like it's going to take like a grassroots sort of movement from like people like talking about it on Twitter or, you know, Facebook or whatever fucking, you know, um, social media platform it is. But then also like it would help if like, you know, and obviously this is coming out on Netflix, but in order for movies like this to, to I think land, there needs to be a, a attention to it culturally. And I, and I don't know how much that is given the fact that the election's just like, you know, it's like a month and a half away or some shit. Yeah. And so, uh, so I don't know, uh, hopefully it, it has a, a good impact, uh, but who the fuck knows? I would like to imagine that this may like inspire somebody who was like on the fence about voting or not to, to you know, lend their, their, their voice to whatever party, you know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it's like, let me, let me actually get out and vote yeah. to make sure things like this get involved. Don't yeah. happen. Get involved in some way. I'd like to believe that, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, so in any event, uh, like I said, uh, the film comes out on Netflix on uh, uh, October 16th of this year. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Netflix is doing a lot of different things right now, right? So they've, they've got the the trial of the Chicago 7 coming out. Um, and lo and behold uh they were in a bidding war with a lot of other studios for a movie uh that captured one would say the essence of our you know pandemic fever as it as, as you will i don't know why did that even make any sense pandemic, pandemic fever? fever i don't know if that's well we're entering flu yeah, season so it's about go. to make a lot of sense there's some fever of some sort going on <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so uh, let me read it directly from this article from uh, Deadline. So Netflix is wrapping up a deal near, near $30 million, 30 M's, uh, for world, worldwide rights to Malcolm and Marie, uh, a Sam Levinson-directed um, romantic drama that stars Zendaya. I will not mispronounce her name as Zendaya. Uh, and John Washington. Not John David Washington. I, dude, Washington. John David Washington <laughs> sounds better. Let's not try no, to start a new I'm making here. John Washington happen. Um, 
shot during the production lockdown on 35 millimeter in black and white with the help of Photochem. Uh, Malcolm and Marie was the first post pandemic mm-hmm. film to uh, complete production. Uh, Malcolm and Marie film June uh, 17th through July 2nd at Feldman Architectures Caterpillar House and was in compliance with WGA, DGA, and SAG AFTRA uh, and extensive. Uh, COVID-19 safety protocols. Now, it's very interesting given the fact that those protocols keep changing what seems like, you know, weekly, if daily, not daily. Yeah. Protocols um, change based on the day of the week and how much money <laughs> yeah. you have. Exactly, right? You can get away with a lot when you got a lot of money. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, what did you what did you think about this this news uh, that this film was snatched up by uh, by Netflix? So I think what was really interesting is like the all the things that happened leading up to this, right? Uh some of the more recent like Netflix acquisitions uh, and this article refers to them. So they Netflix acquired a Halle Berry directed project called Bruise for $20 million. They acquired another film called uh, pieces of a woman, uh, which stars uh, Vanessa Kirby. She's, she's not the one who was in, um, uh, she's not in tenant, right? Is something he, Lisa Vanessa Kirby? Yeah. No, I don't believe so. No, but I could be wrong. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Me too. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I would look it up, but I don't feel like it. There you go. Um, but so uh, there was like a bit of a bidding war for this movie, right? So yeah. uh, some of the studios that pitched this project <clears throat> were HBO, and you know, you know what I bet happened? Yeah. I bet HBO people showed up via the Zoom call. Obviously, we're in a <laughs> so pandemic. Yeah. So the HBO team joins the Zoom call <clears throat> to bid on this movie. Yeah, and I bet the HBO Max people also joined the call. Yeah, betting against the HBO people, <laughs> not know they're working for the same fucking company. Yeah, just to it was show like you uh, how big of a fucking mess. It was like uh, what's the movie? Uncut Gems. It was like Uncut Gems. Or yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. Keep going. Keep like going they're, they're just bidding <laughs> against each other. They're just jacking up the price. Uh, and then I bet like yeah. HBO Go also jumped on. The, yeah, but they were late. They were like fifteen yeah. minutes late. Like. Uh, <laughs> Also, nobody yeah. knew who they were. <laughs> no they were, they were like, they, were. Uh, they didn't know the HBO. Are you lost? The HBO Why are you here? <laughs> Kept them in the waiting room. Yeah. Uh, so on top of that, again, we've got Amazon, who's bidding on this project. Searchlight, MGM, uh, Apple is bidding on this project. A24 is bidding on this project as well. So yeah, yeah um, you know it's good when A24 is hunting after it. Yeah, I mean that's one of the uh, you know that's one of the the signs that this is something, right? Because yeah. HBO, I'm sorry, A24, they don't miss. Um, so. I, there's no release date for this yet. But no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, they, they, we've still got, a, obviously, like a while before we actually see the film, but uh, it is interesting. I tell you what, though, they better release it fucking soon because, you know, I think we're about to have all we can fucking stand with these pandemic-like inspired shows and movies. It's like, no, no, I don't want you to remind me of this sad, pathetic you know, reality that we live in. Like, show me something where I can get lost in it. Not something that just reminds me of that Zoom meeting that I definitely skipped <laughs> out on in order to watch this movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this because I think that these are two stellar actors uh, or, you know, actor and actress, whatever you want to, whatever you want to title as. Uh, but I think that they are two young up and comings stars that, uh, that definitely, it's interesting. I wonder if they definitely like pegged john washington not david washington i'm leaving david out like i said um uh for this particularly or if like maybe he was recommended i wonder how that all came about because it all had to happen like pretty hush hush Mm -hmm. so i wonder if they like because when the pandemic hit it wasn't like you know i'm sure people were just a little more scared a little more timid to do things so i'm sure they didn't hit him up like hey 
we're going to work on this movie, even though everything's locked down right now, we're going to do this movie. And he was just like, yeah, because the, the backstory behind this goes, uh, um, Zendaya and Sam Levinson, uh, he, he's the director for the show Euphoria yeah. that she stars in, which is on HBO. Yeah. Uh, so during the corona, when coronavirus started, uh, they had to stop production. And um, so Zendaya tapped Sam Levinson to write and direct this project. And ain't that some uh, shit? It's see it. Can you write <laughs> and direct a movie for me, and I'll only actually do it if it doesn't suck? Yeah. And then That's a like, lot of work. What if he wrote and directed it? Uh, and then he just didn't cast her. Like oh. he was just like, he's just like, uh, oh, I need someone man. more talented. Yeah. This role requires a lot of skill. I don't know if you have I just what it don't takes. know if you got, you know, the goods for this. Um, but yeah, uh, either way, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think both of them are, are, are stellar and it, it'll be good to see, um, I've, I've always been a fan of, um, there, there's a series called the Before um, Sunset series or Before Sunrise, Before Sunrise series, uh, starring Julie Dep- uh, Depley as well as uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, and it's just the two of them basically just talking. It's a trilogy of movies and it's basically just the two of them talking the entire time. And I, I am infinitely fascinated by the films. It's probably my favorite trilogy of all time. Uh Hopefully, this kind of borrows from that uh, um, from that sort of branch of uh, a film. That's your favorite trilogy of all favorite time. Not the Matrix. Time. No, Lord of the Rings. No, that's that's the honestly. Blade trilogy? If I'm being perfectly honest, that is my favorite trilogy of all time. Star I could Wars? watch that to the end of time. Yeah, yeah. What? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because I, I'm I'm always a big fan of like the inner workings of of people, and and I feel like that this particular series did such a great job in terms of delving into like the truth behind people like i think we watch it you know adventures and sure you know they're exciting and you know they they tell like the hero's journey and all that but i think i always appreciate more diving into somebody's psyche and figuring out why they work the way they work and you know having them be contradictions to themselves you know like it, it i i love it that and sounds like bullshit to yeah me. fair enough guys <laughs> <laughs> someone's just poured their soul out yeah tell us how much do you know about this actual movie? Because the only thing that I could find is this screenshot. Yeah. Which, if you look at it, she's holding a cookie. Nice. What is actually happening in the scene yeah. that she's doing with that cookie? Yeah, hopefully uh, some kinky shit. Uh, hopefully mm. we're, we're going to go a little... little a little dirty, a little back well, page. It really this, all uh, depends on if that's a chocolate chip cookie or an oatmeal <laughs> raisin cookie. Because <laughs> very different things are happening based yeah. on the actual cookie. Yeah, they're like the returns for this movie. You know, the the viewership highly yeah. depends on what kind of cookie she's actually holding. Because if it's an oatmeal, when they were reading the script, it was yeah. like, okay, you know, this is good. good. Oh, oh, that kind of cookie. Okay, yeah. and that's when they all signed on to the project. Like, yeah, if it's an oatmeal, it's like. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna catch this like on a on a Tuesday afternoon. No, maybe. see, oatmeal raisin cookies. That I get the fuck out. That's of when it gets. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. What that's are you when about? you're having adult fun. Because <laughs> you know, the kids could get the chocolate chip cookies if it's oatmeal raisin and it's hot. It just came out the oven. <laughs> Turn down oatmeal the lights. Oatmeal raisin is for children. What do you mean? When's the last no, time no, you no. eaten raisin bran? I said Razor Brand Crunch is my favorite cereal. That's a lie. Oh, 100%. I saw, I saw, but you, it's got it. Not I the saw regular you and Captain brand. Crunch the other day. What are you talking about? Not the regular Raisin Brand, though. It has to have the crunch. The crunch in it? I need the crunch. <laughs> Why'd you look at me so serious when you said Cause that? Because this is serious <laughs> business. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking about adult things now. 
Uh, but yeah, no, to, to your point, uh, there's like this movie is very hush hush. All we have is this like still screenshot of Zendaya, John David Washington. She's got that cookie. Um, we know this movie was shot on like 35 millimeters is a black and white film. Uh, that's it. But not much. Again, based off of who is in the bidding war for this movie, you can tell there's something behind it. Don't need much more news than that. I just need uh, I don't even need a trailer. Just drop the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drop it. Yeah. Um, OK, let's uh, let, let's move forward here. So, you know, there's a bidding war between all these places. One of them, you said, was what? Apple, right? Apple mm-hmm. was looking forward to. Look, Apple's trying to do some big ass things, right? Like they're always looking to, to like, how can we get more money out of people? We just, you know, it's never enough, right? Like, uh, what do we got you signed up? with the the apple phone we got you with the apple watch we got you with the laptop we got you with the uh the desktop yeah okay let's let's do a bundle why don't we do a fucking bundle so here we go with the apple one right so let me read a little bit from uh from from this variety uh article so apple announced uh apple one a new set of services uh bundled uh together that uh will offer a discount to customers uh yeah discount (laughs) fuck you apple uh as the tech giant looks to continue to boost revenue uh from subscriptions so uh you know going through it basically it's just like a bundle of different services that apple uh, uh that apple has right so um, they've got the individual plan, which gives you, uh, which is priced at fourteen ninety five dollars uh, per month and will include um, up to 50 gigabytes of storage. Um, and this includes uh, Apple, uh, Apple TV Plus, Apple Music, uh, and then Apple Arcade, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, and then uh, iCloud as well. Uh, and that's where you get the 50 gigs of, uh, of storage. Um, <clears throat> and then they also do the, the family plan, which is a $19.95 a month and provides uh, those same uh, services uh, with the access uh, for up to six members uh, per account to share uh, the services, including up to 200 gigabytes of I, uh, iCloud storage. And then a third uh, tier gives you the the premiere uh, which is uh, $29.95 and includes all those same things along with two terabytes of iCloud storage. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck storage. you're saving in the cloud, but apparently you got two terabytes worth. I guess um, that's if you like download movies, maybe they the, your, the movies that you've downloaded or bought are saved to like your Apple uh cloud but who the fuck is downloading movies it's a lot of yeah that's a you could just watch could i mean well, i guess you know what i guess you would want to download it like i've downloaded a b- bunch of movies when i've wanted to when i've been like flying you know mm-hmm. and you want to watch something without having to you know need your data in order to uh to watch it uh you might want to you know maybe maybe it's slim month maybe you don't feel like paying for your internet package that month you know and you just want to download a whole bunch of movies and go internet list the next month i don't know i wonder if you download like 20 movies and then cancel the shit. Will they take that? Take those movies back? They're definitely keeping all those. (laughs) It's fucking Apple. We're talking about, they're going to make you pay. They'll make you. And when you come back, like they know you will, Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to charge you twice. They're (laughs) going to charge you double. They're going to hit that credit card (laughs) three times. Exactly. (laughs) Welcome back. And the, and the the note on the charge is going to say, you know what this is. You know know what the fuck this is about. Um, Um, but so here is the thing. Why? Here's why I think Apple's just made another like really smart move here. Right. Mm -hmm. The, the barrier for entry to, the Apple One platform, um, it's very low, right? So if you're if you have an Apple device, more than likely you have Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Apple Music, the basic service is like nine ninety nine to stream music, right? Stream music, podcasts, download, whatever. So for an additional five dollars a month, you can get access to now Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, 
and you get 50 gigs of data for that individual plan. So if I was already paying $9.99 a month for just Apple Music, five more dollars that I can get Apple TV, Arcade, and, and a bunch of other shit, mm -hmm. it makes sense. It makes me saying no to that thing far more difficult. Because saying yes seems like the smarter and easier option. Yeah, that's exactly Smart. how Apple has it set up, right? Where you just, you know, they're essentially like, you know, you're about to watch the, because uh, we're going to talk next week about the uh, the Godfather, uh, you know, an offer you can't refuse. It's mm -hmm. essentially what Apple loves to offer you. But I tell you who thinks ill of Apple, right? Uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, how I would imagine, um, like, uh, fast food places feel about uh, or Chick-fil-A. Or that, or like how mom and pop shops think about um, or feel about, uh, you know, Walmart, right? Where it's just like you motherfuckers, look at you, right? So that's how Spotify is yeah. feeling right now about uh, about Apple doing this because essentially what they're doing is okay. So you get Apple Music, right? Which you otherwise would be paying individually, like what nine ninety nine or something like that, ten bucks, yeah, a, a yeah. month for whatever. Um, so now that Apple Music, where you, you know, they've and everybody priced it out. Uh, Spotify has its own pricing for its music platform. Uh, Apple Music has its own pricing and obviously they're competitors. Right. So what the fuck does Apple do? They put it in this fucking bundle. And so now the Apple Music is essentially, you know, if you're divvying it up between all these things, it's going to cost you what, like three, four bucks, five bucks uh, for. And I just don't know how to do math. That's why I can't do it quickly. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's going to cost you a fraction of what it would have cost you if you just bought it on its own so spotify well you motherfuckers if i let me catch you in a fucking street yeah you remember, <laughs> remember uh remember that episode of martin where he was like he was getting the bills and he was just like you know look at this i got this uh don't let me catch you in the street bill <laughs> like somebody was saying like do you, do you he owed somebody money. i don't remember the episode no i'm not gonna lie god to damn you. it yeah. you could have at least laughed yeah, that would have been, <laughs> been a great joke I, I felt like you were leading up to something really good there but i could <laughs> and I, I wasn't gonna fuck you like, I, I wasn't gonna knock it down i was just gonna like you know make direct make eye contact and smile <laughs> yeah. that's how you support you left me out there yeah. all alone i this reminds me of my no youth. one would have <laughs> ever had known if you didn't ask me if i'd seen the episode that's very true yeah fair enough Mistakes i tried learned. to support you <laughs> you didn't let me fair um, enough but so yeah. again the apple one this bundle sounds great again uh uh the individual package apple tv plus apple music apple arcade icloud 50 gigs of storage for 1490 14.95 it makes sense uh spotify competes with this how i don't know maybe they drop spotify one spotify plus but like that package needs to be how, like, how can they because they can't really compete with apple tv right like they don't they're not in the fucking video game yeah. um not They're going to have games, to team but... up with like actual arcades to where you can like <laughs> actually go and, and play games and they're going to have to team up with like a, oh, you're listening to your music. Like they have to team up with like a gym, like LA fitness. Like you can, they'll, they'll bundle up your well, fitness with your music and then you can go to good the arcade luck with that next right now. door. Um, and then the, the, the premium package would be like Pornhub. You get that too. <laughs> That's the only way Spotify can also compete in this. Otherwise, Apple is just going to fuck them. Literally. Yeah. You know what? That actually probably would get a mad people if you, if you got like a, like a, a two months free of like Pornhub. All the it. dirt bags yeah. would start signing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would have Spotify. Yeah, everyone. Right? What are you listening to? Oh, I've listening to the Spotify, like this podcast on Spotify. Have oh, you really? <laughs> um 
Yeah, uh, and and I guess that's what they kind of have to do. They have to try to fight fire with fire. Uh, but it's it's kind of like you know, uh, you have to understand when you're being outgunned. And yeah. so right now, uh, one might say that Apple has in some ways outflanked them. Um, but uh, but it's tough we, to beat this one. It is. It is. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see. Especially for everybody who actually already owns, like who already has these services. Like oh, bet like I can just get, you know, one flat fee of whatever. 1995 or 20 bucks or whatever uh and i can get all these things well fuck it then why not yeah. you know i'm already paying you know 30 bucks from individually you know so anyways uh so yeah we got the apple one on the way uh who knows what that's going to look like um so while apple shares are just going to continue to 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 skyrocket um if you if you own any apple shares you're you're doing well right now um now if you own netflix shares you just took a small dive just a little tumble a little bit. Just a little tumble. Just a little bit. Goddamn cuties. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if uh, I think we've discussed this a few times, or at least the topic has come up one or two times on our podcast where we've talked about this film cuties. Actually, no. This is, will be the first time that we're actually, because we did talk about it before, but we, you know, there's tech issues with the uh, with that particular episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is the well, first we've, time we've we're talked talking. about it, just not at ourselves. length. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here, let's talk about it now. And I think in since then, you've seen the movie. I yeah. believe Addy has seen the movie. Um, I've still not seen the movie, but you know that's not what this particular uh, thing is about. So, yeah. uh, and again, just to give anybody who doesn't know about this film a little bit of background. So Netflix recently released this French film called Cuties. Um, I believe this film was released back in, uh, I want to say like August, September. Was it August? The film? Yeah. No, it, it was just released like maybe two two weeks ago. So the beginning of September, just about? Basically. End yeah, of August. Yeah. I think it was so, the 16th. Was it? Yeah. What, well, it was September, September 16th? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this so like film. The, was that a week ago? And that wasn't, what, it what was, day is it? It's the 18th. No. Today's the 21st. It been the 16th. Because the trailer went up first at the end of August. I yeah, the trailer. I, it just let's just say yeah. beginning of uh, <laughs> September for arguments. Fucking sick. So this is a French film. It follows like basically like is an eleven year old girl and like her friends uh, nicknamed. Uh, they're like a dance group nicknamed Cuties, um, and it follows them. These like really young girls doing like, you know, what would seem on the surface from watching the trailer like really pr- provocative, like inappropriate dancing for girls of that age, right? Obviously, there's like a bigger story behind it there's much more meaning behind it but on the surface from the trailer that netflix released this film seems to have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way um with that being said a lot of people decided to distance uh, i'm not gonna say a lot a small amount of people decided to distance distance themselves from the netflix brand causing a small stumble in stock value because people were like terminating or canceling their memberships or yeah just not renewing it yeah so I think that's silly. Again, basically what happened is a movie, this movie that seems inappropriate. Uh, and the people who terminated their memberships probably aren't even the group of people that have watched it. They just, uh, they saw the trailer. It made them uncomfortable. They canceled their membership. They start cancel Netflix hashtags on social media. They start boycotting. Uh, Netflix shares took like a 1.2% drop. Um, I think there's still still trending at like $462 or something like that per share. So Netflix is fine. Yeah. Netflix is fine. Anyone who was going to cancel their membership because they saw a film on there that they didn't, that made them uncomfortable without actually going out and trying to watch that thing or learn about that thing. That's just foolish to me. Yeah. Uh, I, so, so let's, 
Well, let's kind of start from the beginning, right? So the trailer for this drops, right? Uh, and or there's the poster for this drops and the trailer for it drops, and <clears throat> you know it causes kind of a firestorm, right? Because everybody's seeing this this trailer, which um, you know has these young girls, these age, I think they're supposed to be in, in the film, uh, age eleven, um, eleven <clears throat> year old girls, you know, dancing like this is a you know a Nelly video, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, and and so obviously you know people are of course up in arms, you know, and and saying what the fuck is this, you know? I'm not gonna lie to you. Before I even knew what the controversy was, uh, uh, we had the this uh this trailer up you know to to uh, review just like we do other trailers and i'm like i will admit like i watched the trailer and i was like no what the fuck is this like i don't know what this is you know it just it just seemed so fucking weird you know uh that you know and and also i think there's something that gets lost here in in translation with you know this being uh, a french film um that it's I don't think it was marketed, but I'll get to that in a sec. But uh, yeah, I just don't think it was marketed the right way, clearly. Um, but when you just see the trailer, of course, it evokes some like emotion of like, what the fuck am I like actually watching here? Uh, and so it died down for a bit. And then the movie came out. And then, of course, that's when we all see, you know, this uh, this sort of uh, a dip in in um, Netflix's uh, the, their stock. Um, so here's the thing right is sometimes you uh, you have to experience something first before you can truly make a definitive like or or have definitive opinions about it right one way or the other right the only way you'll know is if you like watch it or experience it right like i could fucking talk all day about like oh my gosh you know uh six flags is the best theme park you know it's it's great but if i've never been to disney world can i really fucking claim that right like if i've never actually gone to disney world you know so you just have to actually like experience it first before you actually can comment uh comment on it and so what i found most interesting about this movie is is that it it caused all of this you know, this backlash and everybody, you know, was, you know, talking about, oh my God, what the fuck is Netflix doing? I was just saying, okay, let's wait until the fucking movie comes out, watch the movie. And then if it's still the same thing that we thought it was from the trailer, okay, then shit on Netflix appropriately, right? Or cancel your membership, whatever the fuck you got to do, right? I watched the movie. It is not what the trailer and the poster would indicate that it is. Uh, It was... It had all those same scenes in it, but without the context of what the, the uh, of what they were trying to drive at, then it can seem wildly inappropriate if you just showed those images that that we saw in in the trailer. Um, I thought that this movie was there were some scenes undoubtedly that I was just like, that I can't. This seems weird. I can't. You know, I yeah, shielded yeah. my eyes for a second. You know, because I was like, this is weird. But you know, but I think it, as a whole. You get the point, like anybody watching this movie, unless you're just brain dead, you get what the fuck the point of the movie is, which is basically criticizing this sexualization of young girls. Right. Um, And uh, and and so anybody who's still out there still saying like, oh, you know, Netflix is, you know, they're into the pedo game now. You know, they're all pedophiles over there at Netflix. It's just like, like, grow up, dude. Like, you know, this wasn't this was a film. They clearly marketed it wrong, clearly. Like, I'm not trying to defend them as far as how they marketed the film because they, they, they painted an image of a film that 
it's not, you know, um, necessarily. And, uh, and so if you're still saying that you've clearly, you've got an agenda, like you've got an ax to grind you, that's just the thing, like you're, you're doing some sort of job. You're yeah. not, you're not having like an honest opinion because, while there are moments in this this film that are a little tough to sort of get through, especially, you know, uh, with how young the girls are, the overall message, I think, is is one, especially young girls should definitely, you know, be watching and 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 um and uh understanding what the what the film is is trying to say. And another thing is is like there's nothing that happens in this film that doesn't actually like that young girls don't actually talk about or, you know, or aren't curious about or like, isn't this movie was really based in like reality of like, okay, this is something that could actually happen in the real world. You know, if you're mature enough to have the conversation and like you acknowledge the fact that these are real things, like you were, you know, if you're a parent, you have kids, like this is stuff that your kids are doing. Absolutely. Yeah. If you were once 11 years old, like most of us were, who were created in a, <laughs> yeah. in a lab, um, you've ex- you've lived these things. And the people yeah. that, the person that you were talking about that led, like likened this to like child sex trafficking was uh, the representative from Hawaii, Tulsa Goddard. Uh, she was like, Tulsa Goddard, yeah. uh, she said it was like porn and you know, this is, this is certainly going to fuel the appetite for pedophiles and uh, child sex, sex trafficking. I guarantee before she sent out that tweet, she did not watch the movie. I think that was before the movie came out. Uh, so this is, uh, they just released a trailer then. Yeah. Um, and I, sure, I get it. We're in, an, we're in an election year. What you want to do is take hard stances against things that you know people feel strongly about. Well, right? she's definitely not in the uh, the, the presidential bit anymore. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm but not like sure she's what like, she's... I guess she's, she's trying to win something else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure if she even still has her... Uh, she's she trying to get her, her job seat. back, maybe. I don't know. She's, maybe. She's... Uh, she's, uh, she's campaigning for a new job somewhere sure. but anyway so in short this trailer rubbed a lot of people the wrong way made a lot of people uncomfortable um i think if and you don't blame netflix for this netflix is just a platform right there are people so before this film was ever on netflix this was a french film that was made and sh- um you know shown and distributed elsewhere netflix just eventually bought the rights to it to be able to stream it on the their platform right so if you're gonna get mad at anybody maybe you get mad at the creators of the film maybe you get mad at the directors maybe you get mad no at the, that yeah. that's where i might i might disagree a little bit i think i would blame netflix in the way that they marketed the film there was a way they could market this film that wasn't that you know and sure. i think that's what caused the firestorm because we wouldn't really be talking about this if i if if they didn't uh if they didn't have the poster the, the way that they had it as well as if they didn't have the, if they didn't do the trailer the way that they did it um they just kind of dropped this like nuke and then just was like all right we out of here you yeah. know like that's essentially so for what you was. it was more so how it was marketed of course 100 it's yeah. there's nothing uh the film itself is that it's actually I, I thought it was a really good film you know uh and i thought it had a really good message um it it, it is a bit much and, and i you know like at certain points you kind of realize like oh yeah like this is a different it, it, it's just a different vibe like in terms of like uh just being a french film like it's just a different sensibility of like what we would find as like okay this is artistic or appropriate versus what somebody else might find artistic or appropriate obviously when you're dealing with 11 year old girls everybody gets a little sensitive you know yeah. in terms of you know how that's depicted um but also what i find curious is that other movies have come out you know in you know uh in, in the more recent past and nobody said shit right uh you have the good boys that came out um i think it was earlier this year unless i'm mistaken um but uh 
but that was a raunchy comedy starring you know these uh these you know middle schoolers you know but but like a trio of of um of uh boys yeah um no one gets uncomfortable when it's like young boys right if if, if there's a scene in a movie and the young boy sees like you know, a woman with her shirt off for the first time, right? Ah, it's funny. Yeah. Boys will be boys. <laughs> Don't you remember that when yeah. you were a kid? You, you remember when you were a kid. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Everyone's okay with it. But like you do the same exact situation. You just show it from a, a, the perspective of like young women, right? Same exact thing. Now we're uncomfortable. Now let's boycott. Let's cancel our memberships. Yeah. Could you, would you, do you I would be so pissed if I came home and mom and dad canceled the Netflix <laughs> subscription because they were like, oh, if I'm, especially if I'm an 11, 12 year old boy and I'm like, why'd you guys cancel it? Well, there's this film on there with 11 year old girls dancing inappropriately. I'm like, sign back up. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um, but anyway, that's, that's if I was a 12 year old boy. Not now. That's a disclaimer. 11, not, get not it right. 11, yeah, 11, yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah. disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if this, if if a film like this or a project like this makes you uncomfortable, challenge yourself to explore that discomfort. Uh, you usually learn the most when you're uncomfortable, right? Yeah. You you open yourself up to new experiences when you're uncomfortable. Watch the film. This looks like a great project. I'm definitely going to watch it at some point. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, for anyone who uh, sold their Netflix shares, you're stupid because <laughs> they closed at like 1.2% lower, like the day when all this stuff was happening. By yeah. the end of the day, overnight, they stocks went right back up. Yeah. Um, so you're stupid. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, uh, if you, yeah, let us know. Did you watch the film? Did you not watch the film? What did you think about uh, Cuties one way or another? Uh, do you think that everybody who, I, I, I definitely distinctly felt like when I was watching the movie that the FBI was about to like burst in the door uh, as soon as I <laughs> turned it on. Hi, this uh, is, I'm Chris Hansen yeah. from Dateline <laughs> NBC. I have the text transcripts here. You can have a seat. It's, it's always... It's always so like that's the moment where you know oh he's got it when he's like yeah would you have a seat and, and they and they sit down that's when you're caught when someone tells you to do something very politely and you just do it yeah. then you're like oh shit it's I, over I, what happened to that show um yo there's like a whole thing about chris hansen how he's kind of like a scumbag um there's this whole that. weird weird thing uh where he's had to try to have a like a career after um to catch a predator um and he uh, and he's d- done like some YouTube stuff mm-hmm. uh, that was not successful. But then he found this one thing that was really successful. But then he kind of milked it for all it was worth. And I don't know. It's just yeah. a whole big fucking mess. Uh, yeah, I think the summary for all this is shout out Chris Hansen. It's, yeah. it's that was that. a great show. <laughs> yeah. He probably caught the wrong person. He probably caught like the producer for his show. <laughs> yeah. Or like Con- a <laughs> senator or some shit. Yeah, and it, was just like, <laughs> it, was, it was somebody. Chris. Uh, uh, we're going to have to let this guy yeah. go. Um, this one we can't film. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, get, hand me those tapes <laughs> and that transcript. <laughs> And your driver's license. Why? <laughs> Where do your uh, kids go to school, Chris? Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, leave a comment in the, uh, the comment section below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, let us know how you feel about uh, cuties one way or another. Uh, but moving forward, uh, from one uh, little bit of outrage, you know, to, to another, uh, this past week, uh, the CEO of uh, IMAX uh, had some very stinging comments for uh, premium video on demand, uh, PVOD, uh, as they might uh, might call it. But he was talking to some Goldman Sachs peoples, you know, some very important people, you know, these Goldman All dirt Sachs bags people, like Goldman probably. Sachs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All they, dirt bags. Yeah, uh, they Chris were, Hansen probably. Works yeah, he be. There. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, this is where he ended up. <laughs> no, they wouldn't let him into the building. They would. They honestly, they wouldn't. They, no, he just has to go. Cause, no, because he, he probably go through the front. He probably was trying to capture. You know, half yeah, of them. He probably you know? was a Goldman Sachs CEO. It's like, listen, Chris, if you let this one go, I'll give you a job. Fair trade. Yeah, you can. Uh, You're on the, the 18th floor. The force. Yeah. You sit in that corner over there. You shut your fucking mouth. You, I never want to see you, a goddamn video from you. Trade again. those shares. <laughs> Just trade all day. And then leave out the back. Um, so basically, you had these comments that uh, premium video on demand uh, is a failed experiment, was essentially what he was saying uh, to uh, to in this conference that he was having with uh, Goldman Sachs. Uh, he says directly, uh, the numbers haven't worked uh, in a pandemic. So how would they work in a non-pandemic? Um, so... Uh, so I had the reason why I kind of chose this as a, as a, as a story was because it, it, to me reeks of this misunderstanding of what the moment is that we're in. Right. And I have no idea what the fuck he's even talking about. Right. He's saying that, you know, premium video on a man hasn't worked. Say who, like who, like what is indicating to us? Um, Disney won't release numbers for Mulan, but from what we understand that they had a spike in subscribers uh, for Disney uh, TV plus as soon as Mulan dropped. Right. So, and they, and they did it, what, 30, 30 bucks, uh, 30 bucks a clip for, for, for Mulan. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're doing some rough numbers, they kind of left with a little bit of a bag, uh, especially when you consider that, uh, that this is something that's new, right. That it's not, or something that, it's not necessarily new, but it's it's we're now trending towards this this way. And so this is like one of the first major films that is doing something of the sort. Right. Uh, and so, you know, one might think that, hey, maybe there might be a little bit of apprehension. But as we sort of go along, this will become the new norm. But what this reeked of from the CEO from from IMAX, his name's uh, Rich uh, Gelfond. Of course, his name's Gelfond. Uh, yeah, 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 he yeah, sounds yeah. like yeah. He was definitely caught by Chris Hansen at some point in time. His real name's Richard, or some yeah. like some type of. <laughs> it's probably something lamer than Richard, <laughs> but he calls he goes by Rich. Yeah, he's uh, the CEO, and yeah. he's a dick. I bet he's a dick. Yeah, yeah he he definitely doesn't tip. tip no, well. no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though he he could tip twenty percent, yeah. he tips eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> 18 and a half and it's like wait what why <laughs> why a half um but uh but but yeah um so the thing that i think that people are misunderstanding about this moment everybody thinks that the pandemic is the feature right but it, that's not the feature uh the feature is video on demand that's the feature that's it was always trending that way no matter if the pan, the, the pandemic came along and just uh exasperated everything it, it just turned everything on overdrive in terms of us turning to P, pvod um super quick uh and and so i think if you're imax right it's just like yeah duh like he's not gonna come out there and be like yeah no like let's you know this thing that's our major competitor yeah like that that's it's they're killing us you know they this is the wave of the future you know they're gonna make us obsolete no he's gonna come out there and say it's dog shit yeah yeah uh nobody should ever watch this in fact if you have it right now you're probably a pedophile it's like, <laughs> what's going on you probably watch cuties <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> on repeat <laughs> Um, you know, uh, and so of course he's going to say that, right? Like what else is he going to say? You know? Um, so I think that this is, but from what I understand, there's so much apprehension for this because we're so stuck in the model of theaters. Now, don't get me wrong. I love movie theaters, right? I love to go to theaters to watch a movie, but I've always maintained 
there is no fucking reason for me to go to theaters to see like fucking romantic comedies, right? Like I'm not. I, we talked about Malcolm and Marie. I'm not fucking going to the theater to go see Malcolm and Marie on IMAX, uh, you know, widescreen format. That's just unnecessary, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I think my days of going to the movie theater, I think they're done. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's not done. There have been too many times. What happens when the next Rambo comes out? What are you going to do? What are you going to do on Rambo, uh, the next Rambo movie? I know he said he's done with Rambo. When the next comes out. Now that I've had time to reflect on it, I've gotten caught cheating on my girlfriend (laughs) so many times at the movie theaters because I was there with somebody else. Yeah. I don't think, I think I'm done with the movie How'd you get caught, by the way? I'm there with somebody I shouldn't be there with. It's dark, though. She's coming out of the movies with her parents, and I'm like, hey. Yikes. I got this is a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really happened. I, I don't like, doubt it. I, I was like, hey, I, we're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> gonna see this. We're gonna go see the notebook. <laughs> did our did our parent did our parents know you? Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, fuck. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is awkward for everybody. You know, I'm sure when they got in the car, her mom was like, Yeah, you gotta end this immediately. You should break up with <laughs> yeah. him. He's, yeah. he's not a good guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. stories I, for another rich, day. Rich Gelfond, I get it. You're the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> your team, <laughs> your your team is playing <laughs> the Patriots this week. They've got video on that, right? Yeah, you got to see something. You yeah. have to find a way to yeah. motivate your guys to go out there and play on yeah, a Sunday. You trash. know you're gonna lose. You're playing the Patriots. Bill Belichick, uh, he's Subway yeah. for God's sakes. You've got to say stupid yeah. shit in the interview. In yeah. the, the pregame yeah. interview, you got. Tom Brady is not as good as they say he's. He's not even on the team anymore. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's getting old. He doesn't have the arm that he used to. Like, he just threw 12 touchdowns last week. Yeah. He's not the same guy. <laughs> you have to find a way to instill confidence. And as the CEO of a company, yeah. even if you see dark days ahead, you have to find a way to give your shareholders and potential investors confidence in your brand or in your yeah. product. So yeah. I get it. But we know that things were trending this way and they have been for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's one thing uh, that he said that really kind of like, you know, kind of sold it for me in terms of like just how these CEOs, how how the, the larger theater, uh, movie theater community is sort of viewing this. He says, um, he was talking about the pileup of, of films, right? He says the pileup will sort itself out and eventually become smoother, uh, smoother sequence. Right now, we're seeing delay after delay after delay after delay of uh, big blockbuster films, right? Wonder Woman, um, the, the new uh, No Time to Die, the new Bond film, um, uh, uh, Black Widow, uh, all these movies we're seeing being pushed back, right? Eventually, they're going to have to release these movies one way or another. Now they saw what Tenet did, right? They're like, Oh, we don't want that. Right. You know, yeah. they, they, you know, and all honestly, Tenet didn't do t- terrible considering, for right. The circumstances, but no, not but they're like, no, we want some return on this investment, you know, for, for these movies. And we know Tenet isn't, you know, didn't do amazing numbers. You know, it wasn't the welcome back to theaters that they were hoping it was going to be. So all of them push it back. My question to everybody though, is what the fuck's going to change between now and six months from now? We're, probably definitely not going to get a vaccine anytime fucking soon. No, I don't give a shit what the fuck Trump says. Yeah. Um, we're probably not going to get a vaccine anytime soon. 
And even if even when we do, it's going to take a fucking while for it to even take effect that for, for it to, to actually work as it's supposed to. Right. Uh, that And that's if people even fucking take it, take it, given, you know, the fact that everybody's just like, uh, nah, no vaccine for me, no vaccine yeah. for me. Um, and so you you have all that going on at some point, these movies that they're sitting on they're going to have to release. So it's like, instead of, but instead of game planning for that, and instead of accepting the future as it's laid out, it is like, I don't see it. Yeah. No, we're going to hold on to these forever until, you know, everything goes back to normal. There is no fucking normal anymore. We're never going back to that. It's never happening. Move yeah. on. Listen, uh, here's what I think Rich is doing right now. He's stalling, right? Yeah. He is trying to find a new job somewhere else. <laughs> At the moment, you have to stand firm, right? <laughs> I bet if you went on LinkedIn, it's looking for new opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's uh, definitely just anybody out those there. Those headhunters who know who's hiring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to be at uh, Goldman and Sachs with <laughs> with Chris Hansen. <laughs> sitting in the corner. Dateline NBC. <laughs> They're all going to be working there. Uh, so he's stalling right now. Again, I get it. You have to instill confidence in your shareholders and investors. But yeah. like, I, I hope what IMAX is really doing on the back end while they, you know, while they bluff up front. I hope this is just a pump fake, and I hope they have a plan to actually, uh, you yeah. know, score the touchdown and win the game somehow. But <laughs> mixing a metaphor, <laughs> it worked. All right. So, uh, so yeah, I think I've had my fill with uh, the the CEO uh, of. of IMAX. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, nobody's really going to theaters, you know, that much right now. And so that we turn to things like Netflix, right? For some, you know, some good content. And boy, do we have something to talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, as we say, another one. I like how you timed that up. You did that well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been practicing. Yeah. You know, I can see. You know? Yeah, my nose hit the mic, but hopefully that didn't get picked up or anything. Just don't let it happen again. I'll try. I'll yeah. try. <laughs> so we do have another big press play here. Uh, so this is a film that we reviewed several weeks ago when the trailer came out. Uh, this film is called The Devil All the Time. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. This film stars Robert Pattinson. This film stars uh, Tom Holland. Uh, Sebastian Stan, Sebastian uh, Stan, uh, the Winter Soldier. Shit, I just realized he was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're watching this when you were alert, uh, very alert and astute. Uh, so, but, but, but before yeah. we get into it, I, I want to uh, go back a couple weeks really quickly. So, sure. initially, when we were watching this, uh, this the trailer for this film, I was not particularly impressed by this film. I said, yeah. you know, it looks okay. I probably won't watch this film. Boy, was I wrong. I'm glad we chose to do the press play on this movie. I was, uh, all expectations were over exceeded. Uh, so I think we're gonna have a good chat about this one. And I learned my lesson. Never judge, well, this isn't a book. <laughs> well, never it judge a trailer by its- was a book, but- Trailer, damn, there's no- uh, By there's no its poster? That. You can't say never judge a book by its cover here. Never judge, never judge a, a movie by its poster? By its I'm, Never I'm judge giving a movie you the... by its two-minute trailer. There you go. Ah. Yeah, maybe that it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. Like, Never judge a book by its cover. We're gonna have to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. No, eventually. It's, uh, not it's now. Never judge a movie by its vegan cast. <laughs> yeah, we odd. did. We Are did get vegans in this movie? vegan. Uh, we did get vegan Batman in this. Uh, mm, yeah. Robert Pattinson. Uh, but uh, but in any event, uh, let me let me give you guys the scoop on on what this movie is about. Uh, set in, and I'm I'm actually using the long one because I think it you know. 
we, there's a bit of story here. We can uh, we can we can spend some time with this. Yeah. Uh, so set in rural uh, southern Ohio and West Virginia, the devil all the time follows a cast of compelling and bizarre characters from the end of World War Two to the 1960s. There's uh, Willard Russell, a tormented veteran of the uh, the carnage in the South Pacific who can't save his beautiful wife, Charlotte, from an agonizing death by cancer, uh, no matter how much uh, sacrificial blood he pours on his prayer log. There's Carl and Sandy Henderson, a husband and wife team of serial killers who troll America's uh, highways searching for suitable models to photograph and uh, exterminate. Um, Then uh, there's the spider handling preacher Roy and his crippled or virtuoso guitar playing sidekick Theodore running from the law. And uh, and caught in the middle of all this is Arvin Eugene Russell Willard and Charlotte's orphan son who grows up to be a good but also violent man in his own right. Um, That is the synopsis for The Devil All the Time. This film was directed by Antonio Campos as well as written by Campos as well as Paolo uh, Campos. And uh, the book, of course, that this is based off of is written by Donald Ray Pollock. What did you think of the plot? So in the beginning is kind of hard to. uh, There's so many different moving parts, right? There are a lot of stories that are happening here uh, as, again, these things kind of uh, happen and converge around Arvin, who's played by Tom Holland. In the beginning, for me, this film wasn't like confusing to follow, but like you're trying to keep up. You're trying to keep up the pace. Mm. Um, I thought that as we get to know the characters and, and there's a lot of backstories. Like there's a lot of like relationships that you have to follow. Whose parents are like who are the parents of who? Like yeah. for a while, I didn't. The relationship between Arvin and um, who's his sister that had cancer and oh. died. Uh, his sister didn't have cancer, uh, but she she did die. So uh, Arvin and Lenora. Yeah, Lenora was sisters. the daughter. Uh, she was the daughter of uh, Roy and I forget the uh, the woman's name, but uh, Roy and Roy another and Helen? woman. Helen. Yes. yes. Uh, it was the daughter of Roy and Helen that uh, they essentially... Well, Helen didn't abandon her, but mm-hmm. Roy essentially did, uh, you know, because Roy... Roy killed Helen. Helen. Yeah. So uh, that is for me, that was the first 15 to 20 minutes of this film. Trying yeah. to like, all right, understand the relationship dynamics between all the characters that you're watching. Once that sets in, you you under, you know who the characters are. You understand the relationship. The story becomes like so wildly interesting. Hmm. Um, I think the in the synopsis here, these first few words really, really sum it up the best. Sinister characters converge on a young man devoted to protecting uh, those that he loves. That's exactly what's happening in this film. All of these negative influences around him, and it's like testing his faith and testing his will. And you have all of these negative influences and these negative circumstances that are happening around him that are shaping the decisions he makes. Did he ever want to shoot the pastor or the preacher in the church? No, I don't think he would have ever really wanted to do those things. Uh, did he ever want to to you know kill? the uh the husband and wife uh serial killer duo in the woods no i think he was just trying to escape his circumstances right mm-hmm. that for me is like just the, the the meat of this story it's like how the negative uh things that are happening around you right uh, these these sinister things converging on you have such a great impact on you as a person and like the actions that you take yeah um so so yeah, this is you know definitely about uh, sinister uh, 
forces sort of converging all on uh, Arvin. But I think maybe maybe even a little deeper, I think what this film is about is uh, kind of, you know, and, and it's appropriately titled The Devil All the Time, right? And that's what it really does genuinely feel like. It feels like no matter who you turn to in this movie, nobody is blameless. Nobody is without sin. Nobody is without, you know, and there, there's uh, obviously a huge element of religion in this in, in this film. Um, and, uh, and and one of the things, and I, and I admit that uh, I, I think I was watching some review uh, uh, of it uh, after I already watched the movie, uh, but one of the things that I forgot to pick up on was, you know, just how pervasive that is in that um, I believe... Uh, so Willard, uh, he's he's a he's a veteran who I believe uh, served in um, uh, World War Two. And so you see one of the the images at the beginning of the movie is him going uh, him in the war and then going out into this field. And he sees one of his, uh, I guess, uh, fellow soldiers and he's skinned alive mm, and he's yep. on a cross, you know, uh, um, essentially crucified on the, on this cross. Uh, and so this like perversion of religion um, is something that's like it's so um, it, it's consistent throughout the film. Right. Is, is that the the people that are supposed to be like, you know, the the most religious or the most, you know, they're supposed to be the ones protecting everybody else or whatever are the same ones who are, you know, doing the complete opposite. Right. Uh, yeah. Doing everything they can <laughs> to sin, to do whatever. Right. Um, you know, as you know, like even for um even for Robert Pattinson's uh, character of, I believe, uh, is Preston, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, is, is uh, um, his name in the uh, the the movie. Uh, he he's supposed to be this preacher, but he's like the furthest thing from like yeah. a preacher. Like he may have like all the mannerisms and shit, but he doesn't like his personality. All that shit is completely um, opposite of of what what it should be for somebody who calls yeah, himself at the end of the, the day, Lord he was or just whatever. A sexual predator. Exactly. It's really who he was. Exactly. Um, so so that that's one of the 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 things that I think that the the movie's about is, and then also in Arvin too, right? That Arvin is sort of our protagonist in this film, which is uh, um, Tom Holland's character. Um, but he himself has a lot of dark shit in him, right? Like that he's, you know, finding the time to go stalk these dudes who, just, you know, harassed his sister, no doubt. But I mean, the, the work that he gave these boys was like yeah. <laughs> a little overkill, all right, uh, a little too much, you know, for 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 what uh, for what they 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 were doing. Um, so he still has these things to sort of battle uh, within himself, right? Um, and and and. Uh, th th that's one thing I'll mention too is, is like there, there's a lot of differences between the book and the movie although the movie is actually a pretty faithful uh, adaptation to the uh, to the book but there there was like a differences in time right like so the stuff that happened with Roy that happened basically at the beginning of the movie and the book that happens like way later in the in the book like towards the the end of the book that uh, that Roy meets up with uh, um, Sandy and um, and Carl and you know uh, you know meets his uh, untimely demise um, there uh, Lee finds out about his you know Sandy being essentially uh, a hooker uh, much later you know in 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 the book um then um then uh then he doesn't in, in the movie uh, so there there's some some like differences that way but for the most part it 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 pretty much is exactly sort of like how the uh how the book 
uh, goes, uh, even like specific scenes, like word for word, you know, they're, they're lifted. Uh, so, uh, and, and one interesting tidbit is, is that this book was narrated by the actual author of the book. Yeah. Uh, so Donald uh, Ray Pollock actually narrates the uh, uh, who's who's the author of the book narrates the uh, the movie, which is an interesting yeah. Way so to go which about means it. like he would have had to have bought into the story that was 100%, being told, yeah. even if that story was not exactly as he had written it. So I think uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe because I watched these two movies within like a relatively short amount of time from each other, uh, I finally saw Hereditary. <gasps> what did you think? Thought it was a really, really good movie. Yeah. Um, Didn't see the ending coming, did you? I did not. No, I don't think anybody could have. No one did. Terrifying. So what we saw in Hereditary was like, you know, again, maybe this thing, maybe this like this darkness in you or in the people who, you know, have this darkness, this overwhelming darkness, like maybe it is something that is partly hereditary, right? Mm. Your grandmother had it, your mom kind of has it, your uncle had it, mm. um, committed suicide. Uh, you know, and now, now it comes to you. Like, is this thing in me? Is it in my brother? Is it in my sister? Is it something that's just like in our family? Is it hereditary? And here we have uh, a situation where uh, I think Tom Holland, Tom Holland's character Arvin, s- he so wants to be just like a regular guy, right? Yeah. But he saw his father do things. Wolf. Yeah, right? those were hard he, scenes to sit through. Yeah, he uh, saw his father yeah. beat the shit out of those two men who were talking about like you know going his back wife, to the house yeah. and assaulting his mother. Yeah, he, you know, saw. I, I don't think he saw it, but like he basically witnessed his father kill his dog, right? His, his best friend, and then I think they they. Use the dog's skinned blood. And then basically crucified the dog as they well. Skinned and crucified. Yeah. So he's seen all of these things. He wants to be a normal kid, but like that that darkness, right? This thing that was in his father. Yeah. Uh, he lost his mother. And as good of a guy as he tries to be, it's like in him too, right? So the devil is there all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh and it just, you know, and 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 I think maybe, and I, maybe I'm just reading much into the story, but I think maybe that's like the central thing with with all of it, right? Is is that can you still maintain that because there is always um what is that famous uh it's like a poem or it's a um 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 sorry my alarm went off um it's 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 either a poem but it it's um it says hell is here uh uh, and all there are devils or some iteration of that but it's basically to say that you know there we don't have to yeah, think about or wonder what hell is hell's here on earth and all the devils are here you know i bet that's what it says in the lobby at goldman and <laughs> chris hansen was forced to memorize it on his first day <laughs> you to, it's, it's on your um your fucking new hire packet yeah. <laughs> welcome to goldman and sex you have to Here's recite it lanyard. you have to recite it to them verbatim in order uh to get access to the vending machine oh yeah so you gotta- <laughs> in the interview if you don't say it right you're yeah. not moving on to the second round <laughs> Um, Guys, the quote is William Shakespeare, hell is empty and all the devils are here. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so and, and that's it's very scary. Yeah. You know, um, but that's that's what this movie is basically illustrating. Right. Is is that um, you can't escape it no matter like what you do. You can't. So I think the central question is, is like and then it gets, I guess, post Arvin is like, can you be normal or can you be have like a quiet life, even though you know that that's always going to be the case. That's not going to be. And I, and I think that that's a very, you know, 
and I don't know if necessarily it came across to me in the movie or the book, but that question is a very central question to I think all of our lives, right? Is is that can we still have some semblance of like sanity or normalcy in the midst of all this fucking insanity? Um obviously a very relevant question. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, relevant. in the times that uh that that we're we're currently in. But um uh but but yeah, uh so th- that's what uh, I guess we we think of the, uh, the 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 plot of the film. Let's jump to uh what we think about the uh the characters, uh, who's our runner-up? Who's our MVP? Uh, let's let's jump into it. So, I, I had a really really tough time with this. Like even now, I'm still kind of like debating on who my MVPs were. Um, there are a few of them that I'm going to throw out. So, I think uh, uh, Eliza Scanlon, who plays Lenora Lafferty, mm. I think she just did. She played that role beautifully. Like she, in my opinion, she like really like embodied that character. Um, like you, you felt kind of bad for her, right? It's because, and she didn't play it. Like I feel like that could have been an overly emotional role where you, when you look at that person's like their life experiences, like this, that this character could have been portrayed as like someone with, you know, either some type of emotional you know, anxiety or, you know, distress or depression, something like that. But she played it like I'm a person who's gone through this really, really difficult life. I'm trying to be a good person, though. Yeah. Um, that's what I got from her. Yeah. I thought Bill uh, Skarsgård, mm-hmm. I thought he I thought he played his role really well. He's like very believable. Um, his, he was powerful as uh, Willard Russell. Yep. Uh, so this was uh, Arvin's father. Yeah. So like in those interactions he had with like Arvin as a young boy, like very powerful yeah. uh, scenes. And he wasn't there much, but I think when he was on film, uh, he was like, his presence was felt. Even when, you know, he passed and uh, Arvin, you know, grew up, you still felt the presence of his father yeah. and how that shaped who he was. Absolutely. Uh, what's his name? Uh, this. Sebastian Stan, I thought he did well. Jason Clark is the, one of the per, one of the people I want to give MVP, but I'm not going to give him MVP just because there's somebody who clearly outshined him. Yeah. But I always love Jason Clark. He's he's like a he's kind of a chameleon. He's uh mm. you know he reminds me of who's Vince Vaughn. You know Vince Vaughn is this big you know six four guy, and you expect him to be one thing, but he's like really funny. Yeah. In most films, Jason Clark, he's like this guy who you might expect to be like really physical in his acting, but his acting is really just like he's like mild. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very. But subtle. he's also super creepy. Mm-hmm. It's in his it's in his emotions. It's in like how he says things, body language. But yeah, he's always super creepy. So yeah. I wanted to give Jason Clark MVP, but MVP obviously goes to Tom Holland. Yeah, uh, I mean he just knocked this out of the park, hands down. I, I think everything about him, his accent, body language, uh, he even looks. Like he's from Ohio, you know. Like sometimes that <laughs> accent changes you, how you dictate, and your how your mouth says the like when you speak. Yeah, he even looked apart. Like you completely divorced what you knew or thought you knew of Tom Holland as you're watching this movie. So I just think he uh, he he knocked this out the park okay. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've got to, I've got to kind of follow that up. I, I thought kind of the same thing. Um, for me, my runner up. Uh, I've got two runner ups. Uh, and an honorable mention. I'll give Robert. It's Pattinson. difficult, right? And I haven't even say Robert right? Pattinson. Uh, everybody's, you know, getting on him for the accent, uh, which I think at times, yeah, it was a little 
was a little odd uh to say the very least or a little like comical like it was like it was like i don't know if i'm supposed to laugh at this or yeah or if i'm supposed to find this to be like you know emotionally compelling um but uh, but I, I it, the accent didn't didn't bother me all that much. Um, I think as much as uh, other people. But uh, but he'll get an honorable mention from me. Um, Jason Clark, I think uh, he had a it, it was a, a much smaller part than what's in uh, than what's in the book. Uh, obviously, for a number of reasons. Right. They couldn't make this a the, the you know, th- that long in terms of, you know, having it be like a five hour movie. So, of course, they had to condense it. One of the things that they did was condense down um, uh, some of these roles. And as Carl, uh, he had a much sort of larger part in the book. Um, But even with that reduced screen time, he still jumps off the screen uh, at you. Uh, When he first gets introduced, you're just thinking, oh, this guy's up to, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing, but he's doing something fucking mad creepy. I I don't know what this guy's story is, but I know it's not leading anywhere good. Uh, So I I thought Jason Clark uh, was was phenomenal in in, in the film. Um, And I'll even give a a second um, runner up. I'll I'll give a shout out to uh, Sebastian Stan. Um, I didn't, I don't know know if I necessarily thought this was like his best performance, but I thought it was his um, I thought it was it was a really even performance from him. Right. Like you you didn't you didn't get you weren't thrown off by him. But at the same time, you weren't like in awe of him. I think he just played a sheriff. And, you know, he played that to a T. I think he he did his job. He he, played the character he was cast to play. Exactly. (laughs) Which is. It's not a bad thing. (laughs) You know, sometimes you're hired to do the job and not like overshine the the other thing. Yeah. Um, But I think I got to, I got to, you know, go your route and uh, give Tom Holland the uh, MVP. I thought he was phenomenal in the film. He, the, the amount of motion he was able to convey at certain points. Yeah. It, it, and they played it in the trailer. Um, the part where he gets the gun, he's like, this is the best damn gift I ever got, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's the gun that, um, that, that was his father's, uh, you feel all the emotions that he's, he's conveying. And I thought, uh, it, it takes, um, it takes a special ability to, uh, in order to do that. And so I thought he, he definitely gave it, um, he, he added, uh, and he's only in the movie for like, well, like two quarters of the movie, right? He's not in, or maybe like, maybe Who, it's uh, three quarters of the movie. He's in with Tom, Holland's character. Uh, Tom Holland's character. Yeah. Cause he's not in the beginning part, right? Uh, that yeah. Well, that's where young Arvin is. Young Arvin. And- um, so, but when, you know, when he gets on screen, you're like, oh shit, like, like the story I feel like kind of picks up there and, and you get kind of get sucked in a little more. So shout out to Tom Holland. Uh, what did we think about, uh, Oh, and I should say that the, the casting by credit, uh, for the, um, uh, uh, if I can find it here, uh, the casting by credit for the film is Douglas, uh, Abel, I believe. Uh, and, uh, and so then we can move on to the cinematography who, uh, I think this gentleman's name or this person's name is, L O L Crowley, Lowell Crowley, Lowell Crowley. I don't have to assume that he. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Would be right. One of Uh, those Crowley boys, ain't you? I I would have to assume that he (laughs) changed his name. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I would have to assume he changed his name at some point. I can't imagine he was born as Lowell's. Um, But uh, in any event, family name, you just shit on it. I okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you can respond to. That that. what did we think about the cinematography? So uh, cinematography, I think it, it was done really tastefully. It, it really captured like the time, right? Because the 
time in which this film was shot, rural Ohio was a character in and of itself. Uh, and you had to capture that in, in the film. Um, there were scenes when, um, I forget what scene it was exactly. There was a scene in which, I think it was uh, Bill Russell, not Bill Russell, <laughs> Willard, Willard Russell. Was he hooping on him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Willard Russell, like, there were scenes like when he was moving through the house and his wife was sick. And I think this is after... Um, you know, when Willard was uh, or Arvin was a young boy and like the cameras like moving through the house, following him um, in like really, really intimate ways. I love how they had like for me, what felt like two dynamics, like in this movie, they had like st- long still shots, like the shot at, with the family at the table where Arvin gets a gun for his birthday. It was just a, like a standalone camera just capturing this like long, um, uncomfortable awkward dinner the lighting was interesting um and then there were scenes in which like it was really intimate you can tell there was a cameraman who's just like following the actor or actress as they move through the environment um which helps you understand the environment that they're in it keeps rural ohio at the forefront of this film as like a, a character in time and place um so i thought it was done beautifully i didn't there was i didn't really see anything dynamic right um but it was done really well yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the uh, the 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 actual cinematography of the film wasn't um, it wasn't anything crazy. I think they, they did pretty conventional things. But I think the editing of the film in terms of how it kind of jumps back and forth through time, mm-hmm. um, I think that was uh, kind of interesting. Some of the turns that they took. I will say that um, the and I guess maybe this has less to do with the cinematography of the film, but uh, the narrating of the film jumped in at weird times sometimes like it would start like narrating when i'm like no yeah, just yeah. like what are we doing here <laughs> stop yeah. um so i think that sometimes that that kind of threw me off a bit but i think as far as the actual cinematography for the film itself i think it was pretty pretty standard uh you know um and i, I wouldn't go as far as to say pedestrian but um but it, it, it was pretty conventional um i i will say though that some of the, like the cgi effects that they they had like the spiders the spiders yeah threw me off yeah. Give me for a loop. Not going to spend a little bit more money there. <laughs> yeah. I was a junior yeah, maybe, visual effects designer. You know, maybe cut a little bit from craft services, you know, a little bit and put a little more into the spiders. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yes, some of that stuff, uh, you know, and some of like the flies when they when they show some of like the dead bodies and stuff that was you could tell what was going on there. Uh, and so, yeah, some of that stuff was 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 a little little not uh, not not great but uh but nonetheless i thought it was still uh really really tastefully done and also too like kind of like the dreariness of it all uh like i remember uh when we when we had some of the scenes with um um uh preston uh the 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 preacher uh you just get this like dread and i think it, it has something to do with just like the desaturation of some of those moments where they they take out a little bit of the color uh within those moments uh and and i thought that that was a really sort of like nice Nice touch. Uh, in any event, uh, let's move on to the uh, to the score or soundtrack. Let's talk about the the music uh, that was uh, the music by credit on this is Danny Bensey um, as well as Sonder Geranis, I believe. I'm probably getting that wrong, but um, yeah. What do we think about the um, the music for them? I thought the music was great in terms of like being spot on with the time. Right. And music in this film was used like very intentionally. Like there are times in which the music, for example, in, in any of the car ride scenes, um, whenever uh, what was what was his name, whenever Carl Henderson and Sandy Henderson would like, you know, be in the car with like a hitchhiker 
the music that they were listening to was always like really strange music that kind of gave you a little bit of anxiety and obviously you know who they are and you're worried about the person in the car you know something's bad is going to happen to them but just like Carl and Sandy had you know they were peculiar individuals the music that they listened to in the car was peculiar as well mm-hmm. it's like those subtle uses of of the of music and score in the in this film helped again keep time and place rural ohio and what what year was this like 1960 it was like the the 40s through the 60s uh, yeah yeah uh kept time and place at the forefront of this movie um, yeah um, yeah, I, I thought that the, uh, the, the music for the film was, uh, was, was interesting. Um, what I, what I actually loved was like some of the score, like the score just, again, like keeping up with this idea of like the, the idea of dread. Um, the, I think the score for the film kept pace with that, meaning that like you, you never felt comfortable at any point in mm-hmm. this movie. They, they had some light, lighter moments, but you never truly feel like comfortable. And I think that was in large part due to the score. But uh, in speaking about the movie, uh, the music for the movie. So Pokey Lafarge, who plays uh, Theodore in the movie is actually a, you know, real life uh, musician uh, who, you know, does a lot of music that that's kind of like, I guess this folksy music. I'm probably getting the, the specific genre of it wrong, but, um, but uh, he, uh, he, you know, we, we see him, um, singing in the church uh, yep. when when we first meet him and Roy, um, so that wasn't you know make believe that was like him uh, singing um, the, the the song uh, as well as I think he he sings the final um, the song uh, in 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 the film as well. Oh, so which, he got two checks. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah multiple checks. Good for him. Yeah, the different revenue streams. You know, you gotta you gotta diversify these days. Um, so uh which i if i remember correct that that song was sort of like a, a little bit more uplifting but then i guess if you listen a little bit to the lyrics like it's it's you know uh, yeah wasn't it like super... bathe in the lamb's blood or yeah something like you that? know and it sounds like it it's it sounded as if it was like oh this is yeah happy okay. go lucky song but then you listen to the lyrics lamb's blood uh, and sacrificing yourself it, it's like um you know when deja Pell, where he's uh where he's in the club and the uh and then all of a sudden um um baby comes on and he's like you know what I'm talking about? And uh, from the Chappelle show, I, where he's I dancing, I sh- and then all of a sudden the music starts playing. He's like, "The fuck is this?" Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see what you're talking about. Um, Chappelle show season one. Yeah, uh, and so, so yeah, um, I, you know, so I think that kind of sums up uh, the 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 music for the film. Uh, last thoughts on um, the devil all the time. There's so many like interesting things about this film, just like uh, socially, right? Uh, it's interesting how like religion plays such a big role in this movie. Mm. Um, trust, right? Like being from a small town, I think like they said like only 400 people lived in uh, Knockemstiff. Yeah. Knockemstiff. Yeah. Great town name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you live in a small town, people tend to be too trusting. Like mm. the people, like the hitchhikers who would get into the car with Sandy and Carl, right? Yeah. Um, you know, religion can be such a huge manipulator of small-towned people and, you know, uh, what do you think you know everybody, right? Religion can influence, you'll say yes to things that you probably, that you know you shouldn't say yes to, um, which I think happened with a lot of the women that, uh, you know, Preston T. Garden, uh, Robert Pattinson's character, uh, he would use religion to take advantage of these young women. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Overall, this movie, a bit of a slow burn, mm. but 
when this movie was over, I was happy I watched it. I was happy I gave it that chance. I think there's a lot you take from this film. Phenomenal performances um, by some of the actors and actresses in this movie. This is an absolute press play for me. Yeah, uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good film. I think that, yeah, at times it kind of jumps around a little bit from maybe going too slow to then like things happening at breakneck speed. Yep. Uh, so I think some of the pacing was 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 a little little odd for me, but I think it didn't bother me enough to, to you know, say it's a bad film by any stretch. Um, but uh, but I, I you know, I, I will say that it, it is um looking at the broader context of what the story was about and, and, and what they were kind of trying to drive at with this, uh, with this, with the movie, as well as the book. Um, I would say that it is a very, it's a very, I don't know how nuanced they got with the actual stories themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think they just kind of show you a bunch of like crazy ass people (laughs) and you just kind of follow their journeys. Um, but I think that in thinking about that, uh, within the context of like, you know, uh, society and, and, and our interactions with it, I think it produces a very interesting way to sort of look at it. Meaning that like, you know, when you think about that title, the devil all the time, it, it presents a question to you of like, you know, can you handle it being in this sort of, you know, cesspool of, um, of insanity especially when you don't know who's good who's bad right like with sandy and carl right you think this is unassuming nice couple just picking up people you know but they're just fucking serial killers you know um and so uh then you have you know the preachers who's you know fucking molesting people like you know like it's just it's yeah I, i just think it's a it's a really timely and interesting thing to yeah. uh, to to think about uh, and just to throw yeah. one last thing in there i do love the how this film ended right because you don't always get closure yeah in real life in the movies wherever you don't always get closure and what we saw was arvin's character hitchhiking he jumped in that volkswagen beetle and then the guy was like hey i'm going to cincinnati he's like okay you know i've always wanted to get up that way um and arvin gets in the car again with another stranger yeah right after just having had to kill the last two people he hitchhiked with and he's trying so hard to stay awake um he can't he's tired he needs to sleep and like you're just wondering like what happens to arvin like is he okay is this person crazy too yeah you don't get that you don't get to know because uh you know life is a much longer journey than what you're able to get in like just this short span of like watching someone's life and the best thing you could do is hope that arvin turned out okay um, and that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Yeah. Of, of how it turned out. Uh, so we press play on the devil all the time. Um, we hope that you did as well. Let us know in the comment section below what you thought about the film. Um, you know, what you thought about all the performances, the people involved. Uh, yeah, just, just let us know what you, what you thought about the, uh, the movie. Um, with that being said, I believe we have come to the end of another illustrious episode of the fade podcast. Um, if you listen to the podcast all the way through, of course, you're a huge fan of the podcast. We appreciate you, but go ahead and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, uh, and share this shit with anybody and everybody who you believe can benefit from the film, uh, from the film, from the show. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I got film on the brain. Um, with, uh, with that being said, uh, I think we will go ahead and hit our very usual, uh, protocol here. Fade out.